gentlemen, I know that you've been sucked into the mainframe here, but um, the safety of the entire world is at stake. If you guys don't manage to overcome this call to adventure, then I, I, I'm afraid that we're, we'll have no hope at all. Here's what I need you to do in the simplest terms. Okay. All right. Okay. So I need you guys to recode the ASCII which is a standard that assigns letters, numbers, and other characters to different slots, which is currently being rendered in a 9-bit code. If we don't get that back to 8-bit codes, then everything is null. Uh, For example, uh, the dollar sign is assigned the ASCII decimal number 036. Right now, the master control program has that set at 041. Do you understand what's at stake? Can we just stop you for one second? Okay, yes. What the fuck are you talking about? Okay, yeah, I, mean, I know. We're, we're we're programmers. We do get sucked in here, so I, I kind of vaguely understand. Okay. But, but okay. like, I don't know how this translates into our physical actions in this virtual yeah. world. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let me let me let me backpedal a couple of uh, a couple of steps. You okay. understand what a bug is, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. All right. Of course. So we have a significant number of bugs in the system, and if we don't get that API running. We're not going to be able to build these software applications that will help us overcome the master control program, okay? So I need you guys to arm yourself with algorithms. I need you guys to arm yourself with arguments or ARGs that are a value of a command or function. Okay, and but see, in our yeah, world, huh? those are those are yeah. uh, ideas uh, or okay. they're yeah. metaphysical. They're not okay. actual things you can grab. Is, is there like like okay I, I think I could wrap my head around if you're saying like okay like in in our world like what we call we think of as a computer bug in this world is like an actual bug and like I get like a computer like I get like a gun to like blast those bugs is, is that kind of what it is like a video game you, okay <sighs> all right I I understand how you'd want to like anthropomorphize these things and these concepts in order to make yeah. them make more sense to you but I'm and talking also, about fun SQR routines or functions, okay? I need you guys armed with SQRs. Uh, otherwise, your arguments are going to make any sense. D- characters. Did either of you bring characters in? I'm going to jump into the void. No, don't jump into the void. Don't jump, jump into I'm the void. Jump into you, the are, void. you are humanity and program's last hope. Please don't this do sucks. it. sucks. I'm confused. Bye. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! He he digitized as uh, upon he di- impact. He digitized. Oh my god! Oh no! He's part of him is still alive. It looks like he didn't he didn't hit hard enough. Ow! <laughs> All right. Ow! I partially derez. This sucks. <laughs> Why don't you go down there with a few conditionals and see if you can make a more uh, uh, command line interface that will allow him to? Yeah, please don't jump! Don't jump! Well, it looks... Oh, you landed on top of me. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> looks like the master control program is going to win today. Because you two are fucking idiots. <laughs> we race light cycles and gawk at prime Jeff Bridges as we discuss cult classic video game movie Tron this week on Get Played.
Welcome to Get Played, your one-stop show for good games, bad games, and every game in between. It's time to get played! I'm your host, Heather Ann Campbell, with my fellow host, Nick Weiger. That's me, Nick Weiger, and I'm here with Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. End of line. Wow. Appropriate. Uh, kind of like a, like you're, you're ending some code. Like you're ending a, a computer program, if you will. The yeah. End of line. Yeah. Uh, we've got we've got a lot to talk about. <laughs> on that in my topic. head, that was that was better than it came out when it no, came no, out. No, I was it like, was oh, good. no, it's just like Nick made great. it worse. You, you might as I might have Wait fallen a down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, real real quick before we introduce our guest, just a reminder to everyone: our first live episode. Uh, our We Play, You Play of We Stray, You Stray. We're going to be talking Stray on Twitch this Wednesday, as of this episode's release, August 24th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. That's at twitch.tv slash getplayedpod. Uh, you can watch it if you're not familiar with Twitch. I would imagine we have a gamer audience who is familiar with Twitch, but this is you can just watch for free. So it's uh, go to twitch.tv slash getplayedpod, and uh, you can check out that live stream. And then also that episode will be in our normal feed, on the following Monday. So, so however you want to so, consume that piece of media. Just in case you're, it's 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific, right? That's right, yes. That's 5.30 Pacific, 8.30 Eastern. Yeah, that's Mountain right. time, figure it out. I don't know. Yeah, got no idea. Yeah, couldn't tell you. Plus, plus six GMT, no idea. Yeah, yeah. good luck. Boys, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, uh, you've been playing anything this week? You've been You've been playing some video games? We have been. I, I know I, I said we have been because I know Matt has been playing some and, and I'll oh. speak for his behalf. But also, I bet our guest uh, has been playing some as well. We'll find out. He's a, he's a return to the show, a film critic for The Atlantic and host of the podcast Blank Check with Griffin and David. David Sims is here. Hi, David. Hey, guys. Hi, here David. Hello, Hi, David. Hey, everybody. Hey. Hi. David Thanks coming to me. us from the grid. Uh, his background is very Tron-like, <laughs> yeah, appropriately yeah. enough for this episode. Uh, David, yeah. thank you, thank you so much for being here. I, I, we do want to talk about some video games, but this is such an arcade-heavy franchise. So we're talking about mm. Tron and Tron mm. Legacy. And I know in a previous episode we talked about your experience with Sega World in the UK. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yes. And, and, I, I'm curious, like, are you like, are you an arcader? Are you a guy you, you you like to mess around with an arcade when you can? When I was a teen in London, uh, we talked about Sega World, which is in London, but I only went there a couple times, but I would often go to Rowan's, which I believe still stands. I want to shout out Rowan's in Finsbury Park, which is like a bowling alley, like a, it's a great place. It's like a concert venue. It's a bowling alley. It has an arcade. It's got, it was a great place to go when you were like 13 years old. Yeah, and you're like, like old enough to go out by yourself, but not old enough to go to a bar or whatever. <laughs> right. And so we would go all the time. And that is that. So most of my arcade gaming, I feel like, was in that sweet spot. We're talking like late 90s. So a lot. Of, I mean, a lot of Street Fighter. That's that's my whatever. That's my game um, if I'm in an arcade. But a lot of like Cruise in USA. And oh, hell yeah. Uh, you know, House of the Dead and mm. the Jurassic Park game that, you know, you would die after 30 seconds, the Lost World one where you were in the big <laughs> Jeep, you know, enclosed oh, thing. Yes. Remember that one? Yes. Time Crisis, obviously. But like, Time I feel Crisis like... Time Crisis is so good. So Time Crisis good. ruled. Time Crisis was 
was so good that I was like, why isn't there a time crisis movie? And now I think back and I'm like, well, of course it, there was like no plot. You just hit behind boxes. But like at the time I was very compelled by everyone's faces and the logos and the whatever, the cinema of it all. I love yeah. time crisis. Just yeah. such an incredible um, title yeah. too. Time crisis. Time crisis. I'm yeah. fucking in. Yeah. The most dire yeah. thing you could think of. It's like, it's, it's, it's a nightmare. Yeah. You're immediately stressed. We're running out of it, guys. <laughs> um, but like, what are arcades now? Now I feel like I'm a, you know, I'm, I haven't been to an arcade in years. I don't know what this, what's the scene. Do you use your credit card now? Like, like, <laughs> I know, well, I know you, I sound like an old man asking that question. <laughs> no, not so, at all. My experience at an arcade recently, and by recently, I mean pre-pandemic, but that was still, I mean, that's still modern times, is that you get a plastic card at the front desk and you charge it up. So you put like 50, 60 bucks like a laundromat 20 yeah Yeah. Yeah. sure and then you and then you put it you slide it into each game instead of tokens and then you keep that card in your wallet uh and that that was my experience but i know that there are still arcades that run on quarters some on nickels etc etc um i don't know it's not it's not the same experience as 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 scrounging for change 100 percent looking for something your the feeling of the change so precious yeah right exactly of it getting lighter in your pocket and you're like i've only got so many you know how what, what do i do that 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 was a powerful feeling yeah although the flip side is that you have no idea how much money you've spent on the card so right it's good for the yeah. business yeah it's true it's it's the it's it's like vegas now it's like you're you you know you get you 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 get uh you put cat you get like a cash voucher and you just have like that and it's so it feels like like you know you know it's the same principles chips it feels like funny money um the and and i guess that's what's going on with tokens too but i i had a birthday when i was a kid and it was one of those things where like i wanted a new video game and my dad kind of gave me like a uh a a a jigsaw-esque uh dilemma where he was like I can either well okay that's that's too grim it was not was he on it was a actually bicycle? nice fuck <laughs> <laughs> uh, he no he was like uh, he was like look I I I'll get this game for you hey buddy or, I'll get this for you <laughs> well my dad doesn't talk like me now um, but <laughs> he's like I'll get you this I'll get I I'll either buy you this game or I'll give you the cost of this game like forty dollars I'll give you forty dollars and you can just go to the arcade. And I took the forty bucks and went to the arcade and had the fucking time of my life. Yeah, no, like, you this were is so. Yeah. This is so fucking fun. I was like, because it, it's just like t- like twenty bucks as a kid, and you know, nineteen nineties uh, 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 inflation levels. It's like you could like that felt like so much money. That felt like so many plays you could get at arcade games, and just having like that much was just like. It, it it was staggering, and then like that memory is better than like what the game would have, the satisfaction I would have gotten from that game. Yeah, you got to be yeah. king for a day for your birthday. Yeah, it was fucking amazing. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. going, the, I don't, I don't think the experience is the same anymore. I think you know, there's there's obviously barcades which sort of have the retro feel, and then if you go like right. a Dave and Buster's, I guess is the other thing. And I don't know if they have Dave and Buster's in New York at all. They do. Uh, we do. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, my co-host Griffin Newman had his birthday at one uh, not that long ago. Wow! Uh, just to give you, so I did. I and, and like and yes, there's the barcades. I forgot about that, but that's right. We are playing Miss Pac-Man or whatever. You're playing, you know, uh, Qbert, and you have quarters, and it's it's the '80s again. So that that yeah. doesn't quite count, I guess. But it yeah, that's yeah. fun. It doesn't feel like there's like a a smash hit new arcade game. 
Like right. it doesn't feel like that. That's like a case. I'm sure they make you, new arcade games, but I don't know if there's like brand new ones. Can you imagine the audacity of that though? If somebody yeah. was like, "Yeah, our new game came out for arcades only." Yeah. Like, I mean, that would I'd be, be interesting. That would be like a like a sneaker drop or something. Like you'd have to go to the arcade to play. Mm-hmm. That would be great. Like a movie being only in theaters. What a quaint thought. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree. I think it would be fucking. It'd be fucking rad. I'd love to see someone try that. Yeah. Let, let's have a let's have a a, a sixty day exclusive uh, arcades window and just get people to go out. I mean, like you know, honestly, like it would take like Nintendo could pull that off if they wanted mm. to. If they put like a new mm. Mario Kart that was only in arcades for a little bit, and I know they have their Mario Kart GP or whatever the fuck it is the. Uh, the uh, the 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 sit down game, which I don't think is a very good Mario Kart, but it's kind of a fun arcade experience. I don't know if you guys have ever played that. No, uh, I think I have. I've a little seen bit. it. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. it yeah. it's, yeah. they're they're cool cabinets. I don't I don't think it's like a great Mario Kart game, but it's kind of fun to just to be sitting down with a wheel and, and messing around with it. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a whatever arcades are are it's it's they're they're gone. It's a it's a what's the word for something that's in the past? Uh, a, relic? Uh, a relic. The relic. A, there you sure, go. Sure. sure. Okay. Sure. sure. That'll work. Dated is better. Mm-hmm. That that's dated better. is yeah. Dated works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I did, David. I did. I know you're a big Pokemon guy, and we were texting a little bit during yeah. Poke May, our month of Pokemon. Yes. I'm curious how you are, uh, like where you are in the Pokemon franchise, and if you're anticipating the newest entry coming this uh this November, Scarlet and Violet. I am excited. I'm always excited for a new game. Um, I'm playing Alpha Sapphire right now, which mm-hmm. is the DS remake, the 3DS remake of uh, Ruby Sapphire, which I'd never played before. Um, so I'm always playing a Pokemon game. I always have one on the go. But yeah, I'm I'm intrigued by what what's the what's what's the thing with the new one? What's what's it got? Matt, tell me. Like what's what's the gimmick? I know that in the in the new one. You get the legendary Pokemon on the box early, and that mm-hmm. it is your mode of transportation. Ooh, you can ride like it like that. a motorcycle, or use I it mean, to climb or fly. You guys in Pokemon nailed it. That gold silver is t- the sort of platonic ideal to me of yes. those games, and it's the one I go back to the most. Uh, and I often can be grumpy about the bells and whistles they put on the new ones and they make right. it too easy and all that, but I'll still, I'll still fire them all up. It's just, there's, there's a lot of Pokemon now. I can't really, you know, keep them all in my head anymore. I liked it when it was more, yeah, like 300 ish. Yeah. My hot right. take is that we got to start thinning the herd a little bit and start, uh, deleting Pokemon. We got to get rid of them. Making them extinct. Yeah. We got, some of these got to go. Some of these ones got to go extinct. They, oh. They'll do it. You know, they'll do this in, in, in card games. So they'll rotate out like, like, okay, this, this, you know, these cards are being, they're right. being rotated out of what's, what's uh, eligible to play. And I don't know if they do that in the Pokemon card game, but like that, it feels like that's a thing they could do in the franchise. They yeah. could just streamline things a little bit. I honestly have the same feeling about emoji. I look at my emoji now. It's like, we don't need the floppy disk. Let's, let's get some of the shit out of here. Let's make some cuts. We keep adding. <laughs> we let's don't need cable car. Why, why no, don't we have get cable that out car? Of here. Yeah, no. Nick, save it for 60 minutes. I, 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 I like the floppy disk. Keep the floppy. There's a mini disk emoji. Where else are you going to oh, see a mini rolls. disk emoji? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's just for Heather. It is, I mean, <laughs> honestly, it's like, it's like probably like eight people still Still sending out a mini disc emoji. The, the recipients are the other seven. <laughs> I, I, 
I owned OK Computer on Minidisc. Like I bought it nice. on Wow. wow. Yeah. Nice. That's the I had a mini disc player, but obviously mostly what I did with it was I recorded like CDs onto it or whatever. But yeah. I bought OK Computer at Virgin Mega Stores on mini disc. It came in a mm. mini disc case. Now that mm. feels like something I would like put in Lucite and like display in my house, like some weird yes. retro thing. Yes. I, yeah. mean, I mean, I but, could like just reach behind me. <laughs> just reach here we go. Me. Heather's reaching into her cabinet. That, that's reminding me because we're talking time crisis. I had the the I had time crisis the home version along with another sure. Namco shooter, a Point Blank, and but they the 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 gun, the light gun they had was the Namco Gun Con, which was the best light gun ever. Uh, wow! And uh, that's another thing that I just like I completely discarded. I would have kept it if I had it today. Uh, Heather just produced. Is that okay? There it computer? is. What are we looking at? No, no that's is, Evil Empire, right? This is Rage Against the Machine. Uh, wow. and, uh, this is Oasis one of them. to, uh, within, within, uh, reachable be distance. Be here now. Very yeah. amazing. It's amazing. the 25th anniversary of Be Here Now, uh, this week, I think. Wow. I mm. love that. I love, I love Be Here Now. I'm a Be Here Now apologist. Uh, what is Be Here Now? Apolog- it's, it's, uh, an, a, a critically, uh, unacclaimed Oasis mm-hmm. album, uh, okay. it, that was considered bloated and cocaine fueled at the time. Which is true. All, <laughs> it's undeniable. All of the songs are like seven to eight minutes long. <laughs> like the main instrument on the opening song is helicopters. I don't know yeah. how else to describe it. <laughs> that sounds rad. Yeah. yeah, it's great. It's great. I've, I've just been reading... St- I've been reading uh, uh, through a bunch of Stephen King books, and so like bloated and cocaine fueled is like my world right now. So I think I'd, I'd be into the audio version of that. Um, but also, I've uh, been playing some video games. Let's talk about that a little bit. Guys, what are you playing? What are you playing? Uh, David, you mentioned you were, you're messing around with, uh, with, was it Pokemon Sapphire? Which I, one are I you am playing, I'm playing Alpha Sapphire. I play Alpha along. Alpha Sapphire. Yeah, I listen to a podcast called EXP Cheryl, shout them out, uh, which is a oh, Pokemon great. podcast I love. And so I always play along oh, yeah. with whatever they're doing. Uh, so I've got that running. I've been a little video game. I, well, so I got a Steam Deck. I think I told you that, Nick. Oh, yes. cool. Uh, got wow. one. I got it a couple months ago. And so I've been playing that a lot. But then I've been embarrassingly like playing like No Man's Sky and the original Deus Ex and like Slay the Spire, like games that I just play all the time anyway. Like, yes, I, I, I keep getting hardware in my house and then using it to play like the the same 20 games that I love, like that I've always loved or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like I need a new game. Like, should I try the cat game? Should I be the cat? The, you got, I haven't played stray? the cat game yet, yeah. But, yeah. but yeah, I think I, I mean, I've, I've heard good things about the cat game. You can play it on the Steam Deck, although I've heard the Steam Deck version of Stray is a little wonky. So, yeah, this is the problem. A lot of them are wonky. Yeah, I might, I might try Shredder's Revenge next. Shredder's Revenge because uh, I owns it's really well done. Yeah, and I've heard that's very good on the Steam Deck. So mm. maybe that will be my. But I'm open to suggestions right now. I'm a bit of a gaming lull, I guess, because it's the summer. 
Well, also you're you're limited because you are a uh, you're a dad, so you have you know only so much time you can dedicate to I, your consoles. The first six months of my daughter's life was like. Mm-hmm. I was playing so many video games because she just like laid, you know, in this little thing next to me on the couch and just sort of like right. required. I mean, obviously at the time I felt very stressed out, but she required little of me. She just needed food. Yeah. <laughs> and now she's like, you know, she's got opinions. She's running around throwing remotes. Like I can't just be like, look, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm playing through Mass Effect again. You got to give me a break. Like you know, I can't do that anymore. That's what I did. Her first, her first few months, I played all three Mass Effect games. Like, Wow. You know, like to completion. Like I, I put a lot of effort into that. Uh, uh, I finished, I, I played through one and two in the legendary edition for the first time. And right. I still have not, I still haven't played three, but I'm uh, like, I, I got to get around to that at some point. I definitely have had the same feeling as you, uh, uh, as you of like, I'll just install Stardew Valley on everything. Or right. I'll just install like FTL on everything, like just just like endlessly replayable games or roguelikes, you know, Slay the Spire, obviously mm-hmm. that same sort of same sort of game of just like, yeah, I can't like it's just it's 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 fun to dick around with this. And I, I don't know, it, it's it's a tough psychological thing to feel like your gaming time has to be productive because it's OK if you're right. just having fun. Right. That's the whole point. But I, I just I can't shake myself out of like I should be trying to to complete a different game or, or experience a new game. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to tell you because I for the same thing. Yeah. Could could yeah. by chance, David, do you have the uh, Steam Deck within reach? Could you hold it. it up? Yeah, I'll so that I can it. see it compared to like a human body. Yes, it's quite large, but I'll, you'll you'll see. One sec. Okay, great, great, great. All right, this David is, is stepping away. This is a good idea, Heather. We're just looking into the void of the grid right now. Yeah, yeah. Which I wish I could always be looking into. Uh, yeah, to really describe cool. it to our listeners, there's a laser uh, hitting a planet over like a, a sloping vaporwave style uh, desert landscape. There are smaller orbs in the background and uh, it looks like the sun is just beginning to rise over uh, over the horizon on an otherwise Here's, blackened oh, sky. You, oh, here, go ahead. I'm, I'm turning off my background. What? Well, because it, it gets all wonky here. All right, so oh, here's wow. my Steam Deck. Yeah, it's a big That's boy. It's like skateboard sized. <laughs> looks like the Atari Lynx. It's as wide as shoulders. Big. Holy yeah. cow! And and I'm a big person. I'm like tall, and I'm fairly right. broad shouldered. Like I'm uh-huh. a big guy. Is it is it, it thick is. or is it thin? Yeah. Oh, it's thinner than I expected, but it's wider than I expected by far. It's quite wide. Um, it's so wide. It looks I like you're holding up a prize bass you caught. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this thing. Because <laughs> well, I'm kind of yeah. dangling it. I'm dangling yes, it yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it, um, it truly looks like one of those mini skateboards. Like the, the, it does. the little guys. It's like a yeah. penny board, yeah. Yeah, uh, especially because it has sort of like, you know, bump bumps. It has little wheels. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's I would say surprisingly light. It's not, you know, it doesn't feel too hefty. It doesn't. It, but it's certainly heavier than like a switch. And this I think the reason is it's just like these games where you might have to fiddle with PC, you know, controls. That's why the screen has to be fairly sizable, but right. it does work. Uh, and like my friend who has one claims he like, you know, 100%ed Elden Ring on it or whatever, you know, like people Jesus. play these like workhorse games on it. Yeah. Uh, which I have not really done yet, but I think it's yeah. everyone claims it totally works for that. Speaking of portable games, this week I saw a Game Gear again for the first time in a long time because wow. I don't 
actually own a Game Gear, um, that's a thick. That is a. Thick, Those are big boys. Is a big boy with a small screen, very yeah. small screen, very thick boy. Uh, I probably have my Game Gear somewhere. Yeah. You know what? Wow. It's on the other, it's on the other side of the apartment. That thing, <laughs> I, as I think we talked about this, Heather, last time I was on, was the the first console I ever owned because my parents got it in their head that it would be like better for me because it was backlit. Mm. Even mm. though, as you say, the screen is tiny and must have totally so damaged tiny. my eyes. <laughs> yeah, um, but I do still have it. But I feel like the buttons are so wonky on it now because yeah. they were not the best buttons to begin with. Um, yeah, so I don't use it much anymore. I use. I do use my analog pocket to play. Game nice. Gear games, yes. So. Yes. yes. Uh, myself as well. The buttons on the Game Gear were like a stack of candy dots. Like they were too <laughs> tall and yes. too small at the same time. They did not have a satisfying squish to them. No, either. no. They kind of no. rattled. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, weird, it's a weird thing, the Game yeah. Gear. Yeah. I'm happy it existed. Yeah. I, yeah, I remember it, that because, you know, I had a friend who had a Game Gear and another friend who had an Atari Lynx. And I, you know, I never I, I never owned a Game Boy as a kid. But like that was the thing that was like everyone at my like school had a Game Boy. And so that was the thing that was that was ubiquitous. Right. And uh, but but the but seeing those like those 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 backlit color screens, even though they would churn through like, you know, whatever, uh, eight double A batteries in like mm-hmm. a half hour, it was mm-hmm. still just like it like seemed like a miracle that you could have a portable device. And and nowadays that sounds quaint with everyone with their fucking phones. But like it like back then it was like this is kind of, this is kind of amazing that this exists compared to, uh, you know, the the uh, uh, compared to the monochrome Game Boy uh, uh, screens. Um, yeah, it's it's. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, like, I, I feel like a sucker because the, the, the portable gaming I've been doing is still on my Switch Lite. Like, it's fucking, you know, 2017. But, like, I, I still get a lot of mileage out of my Switch Lite. And I think, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, and, and, that, and I have been playing Live Alive, uh, the, uh, the, the, the JRPG remaster uh, that is uh, being released uh, in North America for the first time. It's been localized for the first time. It was Japan only, but a huge hit uh, in Japan in the 90s. We talked about it on previous episodes. Uh, I, Heather, you talked about, you, you mentioned the near future chapter and said I should do that next, which I am doing right now. Um, and it has a mind reading mechanic that's rad. Yeah. Like you can go up to an NPC and you can like you can you can li- you can talk to them, but then you also have a different button to read their mind and you can hear their internal thoughts, uh, which oftentimes you know contradict what they're saying aloud. Uh, which is just uh, just a cool mechanic that I don't think I've, I've really seen you know uh, presented in that exact same way anywhere else. It's also so transparently Akira, like it's like biker gangs and psychic powers. Right down to a character just being named Akira, <laughs> which is a really funny choice. Uh, but it's uh, it's it's fucking great, and and the the uh, the combat is is really fun. And uh, you know, I was gonna play some of the soundtrack because the the near future chapter has some really cool music. But uh, I guess Square Enix keeps uh, putting down takedown notices for people who are posting the soundtrack of the remaster, which is kind of a bummer because uh, it does have really cool music. Uh, yeah. But yeah, let, like if you like JRPGs and and you're looking for one to to sink some time into, uh, uh, heartily recommend Live Alive. A lot of fun. I also messed around a little bit with Two Point Campus, uh, which is on Game Pass, and I just was curious about it because I I heard people talking positively about the the first game they'd made, which was Two Point Hospital. Um, and this one is like Two Point Hospital is your kind. It's a sim game, and your 
you, you're just sort of like you're you're overseeing a for-profit hosp- hospital. This is the same thing, except you're overseeing a for-profit university. Um, and it's kind of fun. I, I just like I think this is maybe a game I'm glad I spent some time with, but it's maybe not, just not for me. I think if you do like these sort of real time, you know, uh, a, a sim games like uh, the, the sort of business management sim games, it, it, it might click for you. Just a big part for me is I was expecting to be a little bit more satirical because it is so grim to be like, wait, you're overseeing a for profit university. That's one of those things that's like, you know. Uh, symptomatic of of the uh, of our capitalist dystopia like i thought you'd you kind of lean into that a little bit more and it's kind of there in the sense that like when you provide better amenities like mm-hmm. that's more likely to increase su- student satisfaction versus increasing like you know quality of instructors or whatever it's kind of there but i kind of wish it was a little bit it's a little bit of a heavier hand with that stuff and conversely the comedy that's in the game a lot of it is like kind of internet random comedy which just like whatever it's for some people but it kind of like there's a part you're like hiring a janitor his name is like randy mcboatface and i was just like i'm just fucking checked out i just (laughs) i can't deal with this like meme joke from 2018 yeah um but it's uh whatever it was it was kind of fun if you like uh if, if you like the sims uh, the game, not the man. Um, uh, though if you like the man, that that's cool too. Uh, if you like, <laughs> uh, if you like, if you if you like those Simsy sorts of games, uh, go ahead and uh, it, it, you know it's on Game Pass. You can mess around with it, and you can mess around with the predecessor as well. Uh, Matt, uh, what have you been playing? What well, have you been playing? <laughs> I've I, I I've been playing Live Alive, which I which I really enjoyed. I finished yeah. um, the prehistory um, chapter, which was really fun. Yeah, I played um, that one too. But then something cool. else happened. Uh, my uh, I ordered the case for my playdate separately from my playdate order. I didn't think I wanted the case or that I cared for wanting the case uh, when I initially ordered it. And then later on, I decided I did want the case. But it finally came. Uh, and I just love the way it looks. I'm showing it on uh, camera right now. Just a purple mm-hmm. little magnetic case. Uh, Real cool. Enclosed over the, the yellow playdate. Really fun. Um, I, I, I really like the way it looks. It's just very, I don't know, very minimal, very, I just like the aesthetically how it looks. Um, but then also I finished Bloom. Um, Ooh. I finished, I completed a game on Playdate and I finished Bloom, uh, and I fucking loved it. I don't want to say more wow. about the, um, like the story of it. Cause I think the, I mean, I, well, I basically have spoiled all of it, um, but there, there was a little more. It got more intense with like work, like um, balancing your work and relationship, and then your parents start getting involved a little more too. Uh, it's a very. I thought it, it's wonderful. It's a, just a really wonderful game. Uh, I, I loved it, and then I also started playing on this thing. I can't believe one that I've been playing this every day. Basically, like something on the play day, I've I've, yeah. I've been playing it every day. It's 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 really spoken to me. Um, one of the play date season one games that I have been playing a lot is Omaze, uh, which Heather, I don't mm. know if you've messed with that, mm. but um, it's a a puzzle platformer. So uh, Heather, you will hate it. Um, oh yeah, but <laughs> but you're basically moving a little circle from uh it where it starts to a target and there's like impediments along the way uh and like it's 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 really really interesting uh and it's cool what they what they can get out of this thing you use the crank to move the thing but then the buttons also come into play because like there's like like a fan that can move your 
little circle a different direction you can toggle uh the fan to go a different way so that you don't hit uh an obstacle of some kind uh so that's a really really inventive uh cool game that i've really been enjoying as well um and i've been wanting to get more back into uh live alive uh, i want to start uh the chapter that that you started because now i gotta see this mind reading i gotta check that out uh so sort of a light um uh I haven't been playing that much, but uh, anything too big, but I'm going to get back into it soon. Do you say that the game's called O-Maze? O-Maze. Oh, like O, like the letter O and then Maze. Yes. Okay. Because I was like, that not that like an app or something? It's like a <laughs> charity platform or something. Okay. Too. Oh, yeah. So, that's so right. I knew it sounded familiar. Yeah. 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 Uh, which, well, somebody's got to change. Somebody's yeah, got to change your yeah. name. I don't care who it is. It's got to be one of you. I'm, Maybe the I'm company. You, yeah. Not the game. The game didn't do anything wrong. I, I'm with you. I think I think that's when you got the, the same brand across different, like, because it, it's also like, it's not like there's, there's a, you know, it's not like they're in completely different spheres. You know, it's yeah. not like one of them is like an agriculture company, you know, and the other one's a media company. Like, they're both like kind of like game internet sort of adjacent yeah one of them's got to change one of them's got to change and uh, if they don't uh they, they'll, they'll be held to pay let's say and that's all i'll leave it okay. at that wow ominous wow. <laughs> uh heather what are you playing what am i playing <laughs> um i haven't had a ton of gaming time this week so i've only been able to dabble a little bit more in xenoblade chronicles 3 which remains extraordinary um, wow. our, uh, friend of the pod, Gene Park, uh, tweeted that it might be his game of the year over Elden Ring. And while I am not yes. that far into it, uh, it certainly is a great experience, a really great game. Um, I'm stuck in it because there's a, so you can't, I'm bad at, there's a monster I'm not supposed to fight yet and it's on the map. And like, like when you walk out on Elden Ring and that the the tree night is there, it's like, mm-hmm, oh, yeah. that's my first guy. Got to got to take him down. But the um, there's less. There's a there's a, a a far more strict wall of like you no you just can't fight something that's dealing out this kind of damage when your characters are under leveled. So I just keep going after this monster that I'm not supposed to fight yet and dying, like wiping out my party (laughs) over and over and over again. (laughs) And I've played RPGs before. I'm not dumb. I know that I'm supposed to walk around this thing or avoid the the aggro from them, but it's too big and pretty. I got to fight it. Yeah. Um, And so... Honestly, the last like six times I've booted up the game in the last week to like play during a lunch break or something, I've gone after that monster and like inched a little bit closer each time, like managing its aggro and managing my team's HP and switching between characters. But no, it, I, I truly think that it's impossible to to, to beat it when I am. Um, but that's been my my experience of games this week. That's what I've been playing. Wow. Wow. 
I gotta, pl- I gotta fucking play it. I want to play it too. I think it's so good. It's so good, guys. It's really good, really good. It's good. I mean, two great games released within the same week for Switch. Mm-hmm. Yes, like that's a that's that's a that's a hot bonfire. Can't get too close. It's, yeah, yeah, Ooh, exactly. Might get burned. Yeah. With Nintendo, uh, with Nintendo consoles, it's always like. There'll be those long droughts where just like fucking nothing comes out and then just have like nothing worth playing comes out. And then, yeah, just have two like bangers just like back to back. It's it's almost overwhelming. Let's talk about a, a banger cinematically. Wow. Holy cow. Talking, of course, about Tron. This is our game uh, our game movie discussion. The movie was better. Uh, we're talking about Tron, which was released in 1982, uh, Disney Buena Vista, directed by Steven Lisberger, who also wrote the screenplay. The story was by him and Bonnie McBeard. And it stars Jeff Bridges, of course, uh, and uh, cinematography, gorgeous cinematography by Bruce Logan and music by Wendy Carlos. Wendy mm-hmm. also did the scores for A Clockwork Orange and The Shining uh, as a blank check makes its way through Kubrick's filmography. I thought that was mm-hmm. an interesting, interesting nugget, uh, but a, a great score as well. I, I'm I'm curious, David, we're, we're, we're going to talk about when we were talking about doing a Tron episode, you were the first person I thought of because I know you're a big Tron legacy guy, uh, but you like the OG Tron as well. I- I'm a both Trons guy. Yes, wow. I love both Trons. <laughs> I think I first, this is, uh, well, I think I probably maybe saw it as a kid, but didn't remember it that well. But then when I was in college, I did a cyberpunk class. Oh, uh, which probably wow. the coolest class I ever did. Cyberpunk literature was what it was called. Wow. And obviously we read That's a lot of books. Awesome. Stacy Gillis. Which, 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 uni- which university was this? New, the University of Newcastle upon Tyne in England. Wow! And wow! Sh- shout out! Shout out! Stacy Gillis, my professor, uh, who wow. ran, ran awesome. that class and was the coolest lady, and remains the coolest lady. Uh, and uh, so we read a lot of books. You know, we read your William Gibsons and your Neil Stevensons and all the things right. you might think of. Um, but we did watch some movies, including Tron, uh, and. Uh, I really keyed into Tron. I think I wrote a paper about Tron possibly as, and like uh, the sort of, you know, the whole pair. Well, we can talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about the themes of Tron. Uh, (laughs) And then I was very hyped for Tron legacy. And then initially I think like a lot of people was a little nonplussed by it when I saw it, although I loved it visually. And I've since just over the years, just grown to love Tron legacy as well. And I also think that movie is just sort of like, a foundational text for what happened to to commercial cinema in good ways right. and bad, like you know, uh, because the way Tron Legacy is like, you guys know Tron, right? And eighty percent of the audience, I'm sure, is like, no, and the movie's <laughs> like, ah, no, sure you do. Let's go. All right, you know, like no explanation for any of this. <laughs> um, you know, just like the absolute reverence for you know past IP, and like right. I just I, I I have to imagine almost everyone in the audience. 
just like, what are any of you talking about? But that is eighty percent is, I think, really generous. I it think might be ninety-seven percent of the audience yeah. didn't like didn't have like a vote uh, an encyclopedic vocabulary of Tron characters and settings. Um, mm-hmm. I have a uh, an embarrassing anecdote, which is that uh, Tron. Tron came out or Tron Legacy came out while I worked at SNL and I hyped the shit out of that fucking movie. Mm, I was like, guys, this is going to be the biggest. What? We're the same. That was me too. I was like, this is going to be the biggest movie of the summer. It's going to be unbelievable. I mean, like Mm -hmm. everybody, it's got a Daft Punk soundtrack. And so we went as like a group to see it and, Five minutes in, I was like, I've made a, a real error here. <laughs> Don oh, Hardo was like, that sucked. <laughs> um, I thought I, I love Tron Legacy. I think it's awesome. And I think Tron, OG Tron is awesome, too. I watched these back to back. Uh, well, on consecutive nights, but I'll count it as back to back. And which was which was an interesting experience because. You know, there's some visual language from the original Tron that is kind of that is borrowed and updated in in Tron Legacy. But in a way, it's kind of its own thing. Like, Mm -hmm. it's kind of just like, okay, what would the what would the 2010 version of this world look like? What would this what would the CG reality look like, you know, in 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 this uh, in, in a much more contemporary era and obviously is also informed by. You know, like like the Matrix, which is the big, you know, the the, uh, the huge cyberpunk virtual world movie franchise that uh, has obviously been so influential. Uh, but the 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 th- the one thing that I found like between the between OG Tron and Tron Legacy is the fake command prompt hacking like that has gotten to a level where back then it was almost like. You're basically they were basically typing in pseudocode because it was mm-hmm. before, but you know most people had you had home computers, had used computers, really knew what was going on with a command prompt, and so it would like like the stuff that 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 Jeff Bridges' character is typing in Tron at the computer terminals before he goes in the world are things like you know open the file and 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 run the program for me. He's like just typing out full sentences of like what the computer instructions would be, uh, and then now in the it, you know in the modern version it's like inscrutable like unix command line stuff where it's like you you know and i think it just comes from like oh we're just a much more tech friendly and tech aware society that also would like both would both both kind of know what these things are when you're you know when you're seeing these uh, uh these command line uh, com- uh, uh you know you're you're seeing this sort of uh uh, uh, old school, uh, old school UI, UI, and seeing like these kind of like these more uh, like authentic uh, command line prompts, and also just that people would be like the bullshit test would be like that's not what you type into a computer. Like now, this looks more realistic. But but to to that point, I feel like in 1982, mm-hmm. the stuff that's in Tron, like just, you know, you you talk about cyberpunk genre and 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 like the idea that like you would that Disney would make a cyberpunk film is fucking crazy. Like, you know, yeah. Neil, mm-hmm. Neil, Neil Stevenson's The Little Mermaid. Like the tonal, hmm. the the tonal sort of like incongruity of Tron the movie and then like the Disney-esque goofiness at times sure. is so fucking weird. And then also from a script point of view, 
1982, like the, the, the original Macintosh hasn't come out yet. Like uh, the, the regular person's understanding of anything computer related was probably extremely minimal. It would be like making, making Tron about like if if a modern film was like, you know, let's personify CRISPR. Let's make a like 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 let's make a let's name our characters things like Cast Nine or Proto Spacer adjacent motifs and mm-hmm. like and just expecting the audience to go along with that journey was such an insanely tall order. And I think that's part of why this movie was considered a flop. Like yes. Tron didn't do well. It did well, considering it is one of the most aggressively surreal movies the Walt Disney <laughs> Company has ever made. But it, it, didn't, it didn't do well compared to like most Disney movies or whatever. Although I think this is a very lean time for Disney. Like this is a bad era for them generally. Yeah. Because uh, their, their cartoon renaissance is yet to happen. So I guess they were kind of, ca- it's sort of the Fox and the Hound era where they're kind of like, what do we do? You know, what, what, what are we? It's pre-Michael Eisner who comes in and, you know, creates all kinds of stuff. To it's also, yeah, all that. it also comes out in 1982, which is arguably one of the greatest summers of all time for film. Mm-hmm. Like you have like Blade Runner, The Dark Crystal, The Thing, Tron, E.T., Wrath of Khan, like all of this shit comes out, like the secret of Nim, the last unicorn, like all of this stuff is like coming out in this extremely dense release year. So yeah, if you're choosing between what movie to go see, you're probably less likely to see the movie where it's like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, they're fighting against the master control program. There's there's that Simpsons. I always think of the Simpsons joke. You guys, oh yeah, scene, right? Mm. Anyone see that no, movie Tron? And it it. it it's when Homer's, it's one of the treehouse of horrors and he, Homer's in this sort of weird Tron like world for some reason. He gets sucked into a computer world and he asks if anyone sees Tron, has seen Tron and everybody answers no until Wiggum. <laughs> Wiggum finally says yes after like three. Oh, there it is. There you go. Yeah, yeah here we go. Homer, this is your physician, Dr. Julius Hibbert. Can you tell us what it's like in there? Um, it's like, uh, did anyone see the movie Tron? No. 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 Yes. I mean, I mean, no. No. Wiggum always gets me there. Yeah, good. Good bit. Good bit. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I felt like though, and I, this is a thing where just like when, when, when Heather was saying like this didn't perform well, and and she told me this, uh, you know, before we recorded off pod, and I was like, I was kind of surprised because I just thought like. To me, Tron is such a big part, it seems like, of an outsized part of pop culture. And I guess that just kind of comes from it being sort of like a more of a cult hit uh, and, uh, you know, uh, having such a long tail of influence. But I just I always assumed Tron was like a hit. I always assume like, oh, yeah, like everyone loves Tron. We did, that's why that's why there's there's fucking, you know, that's where there's Tron in Kingdom Hearts or whatever. It's just mm-hmm. like a Tron. It's a big franchise in two different Kingdom Hearts. In Kingdom Hearts 2 and then in Leg for uh, one of the, I think it's maybe Dream Drop Distance, uh, they do the Tron Legacy. Very fun. Very interesting. That's awesome. Yeah. I think, I think we should recap briefly, just really briefly, what the movie is about for people who, Please. like everybody in The Simpsons, hasn't seen Tron, <laughs> uh, which is that there's a major company called Encom. Right. Uh, that has just released this or created this program called the Master Control Program. And that 
control master control program is becoming sentient. Meanwhile, there's a guy named Flynn who used to work at Encom. He used to program. He got ripped off and he wants to uh, break into the system in order to find the proof that he cr- generated this IP that is now at arcades everywhere. So he and two space co-workers. Space paranoids. Space paranoids. That's, that's his big game, yeah. Uh, break into Encom. Uh, and he starts hacking into the system and the master control program finds out and uses a laser that digitizes real world matter into information. Uh, blasts Flynn with this uh, with this laser and he becomes uh, a part of the sort of mainframe interior world of, of all computers. Uh, meanwhile, one of his buddies has created a program called Tron that is going to help him identify and attack, uh, what would you call it, metastic, metastic programs. Uh, mm-hmm. and it, it, they both end up inside the system and they fight a, a, a big battle, ultimately beating the master control program and, and returning to the regular world. That's, that's a pretty good summary, right? That's a great nope. summary. I was going to say, the, the thing that, 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 that rewatching it where I was like, I kept expecting is like, oh, yeah, at some point we we see some clips of the real world where they're like working on the computers trying to like get him out or help him out or something. Right. It's like, no, No. they're just entirely within the Tron world, like for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Also, it's it's fucking rad. It's it's interesting to me. I feel like the cold open to this movie must have been a change in edit because Mm. like it, it drops all of the sudden just fucking drops you into Tron. Like you yeah. or into the into the world of the mainframe of the computer. Like that's how the movie begins. And then you see like a little story about how these programs are forced to fight on a game grid. And when they're destroyed, the master control program is happy. And then you cut to the regular world. And that felt to me like. Like it, you don't show Oz before Dorothy goes there. Right. I, yeah. Especially if Oz is completely inscrutable like yeah. Oz yeah, sure I can understand Oz oh it's a magic land yeah okay fine sure. like dunking the viewer who might be like a seven year old kid or whatever this is a family movie into the cold cold bath of you know the computer world that's just it's a huge ask I mean I love it again to be clear I love this movie I just cannot believe it was expected to be a commercial product um, is that I, that's the that's yeah I I'm sad to say that I did not like this movie upon watch. Wow. Have you never seen it before, Heather? I saw it. So I I remember, you know, as a kid being at somebody's house and just sort of generally upset at the way it looked. Like I I was like, oh, I don't like this. This is unsettling. As a kid. Yeah. Uh, But um, but hadn't watched it for all of my life until this week. And I was like, I went in being like, oh, this is going to be great. This is totally my jam. Here we go. But it's it's really structurally not great. Like as a as as just like a story, you could tell the same story with all the same characters, all the same locations. And it could be like satisfying, rewarding hero's journey stuff. But it's really off putting. And 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 I know that we've already shouted out the soundtrack as being by like an extraordinary composer, but it also, it alternates from like being a really great soundtrack to just the most grating music 
imaginable. I sent Matt a a, a, a link to a, a song from the soundtrack because like, okay, okay, I'm, I'm going to get back into Tron. Here we go. I'm, 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 I'm enjoying myself. Oh, he's, he's going to be flying a ship soon. And then stuff like this is playing. <laughs> like, What's the problem? What's the issue? <laughs> Come on, everybody. <laughs> this is like the full... Also, dialogue is like weirdly paced. While this is happening, like there's huge spaces of dead air where somebody would be like, shoot that thing. And then the computer graphics, this is one of the first films to ever use CG, this and The Last Starfighter. Like there'll be a very slow laser blast at some enemy ship. And then another guy will go, you missed. And then he'll go, I'll try again. But that (laughs) that space... Like, you don't really appreciate how poppy and electric and how much momentum is in a lot of Star Wars dialogue. And Star Wars A New Hope is still a little clunky, like, for mm-hmm. most of the film. But, yeah. like, once Han gets there, it's, like, back and forth, back and forth, and there's, like, a general alacrity to everything that Tron just does not have. And it is preceded by Star by Star Wars by many years, by four years. So there's no reason to be like, wow, what a hit. Let's not do any of that. It, it's not Star Wars A New Hope. I like I'll, no. I'll, I'll concede that. It's it's, it's not very that. THX 1138 though. It's mm-hmm. kind of yeah, sure. It's it's kind of a narratively it's kind of a of of a mess. Um I guess I just I give it so much leeway because it just looks and sounds like nothing else. It's just got such a unique visual language and just I I love how the the fucking weird, you know, uh, 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 the, I don't know exactly how they did the uh, the effects, but the with the suits, but like just like the, the human faces with the, it was incredibly annoying and difficult is how yeah. is how they did it. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking impossible. They filmed them on black sets and they had to basically like hand paint the colors in, you know, like it's all insanity. Anyway, carry on. All right. Keep going. So they so they just like they just hand rotoscoped it like frame by frame. It's, it's just like essentially. Yeah, so so Jesus so it's just, yeah, that's a that's a very, very tedious, laborious process. Um, But it, it looks so Heather I had the same sensation as you as a kid thinking like this looks bad. This looks old, like not thinking it looked. And now I watch it and I'm just like, this looks so fucking cool. This yes. looks so distinct and it yes. looks like nothing I, else. Yeah, like, nothing yeah exactly. Looks like I completely agree. And 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 I'm super on board with the aesthetics of the of the film. And there's even moments where like there's a, a moment where you're in Encom and there's a, a shot of cubicles and then there's a matte painting behind these these main cubicles so that the cubicles extend way off into the distance. Like they just disappear in the horizon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck, that is awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That looks great, and then they, you know, they parallel that. They parallel those cubicles with the cells in the, um, uh, yeah. in in the uh, uh, the the virtual world, which is, you know, very on the nose. But I, but I still like it, and and I, I'll also say, like, I think just, I also think just the, the real world stuff looks cool. Like yeah. it's just like it's like their their Flynn's arcade looks fucking awesome. Um, Flynn, the, 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 the protagonist, the Jeff Bridges character, the exiled engineer, uh, has his own arcade now where he plays space paranoids to an adoring crowd. Um, and, uh, is that, wait, is that what he's, is he playing space paranoids? Or is he playing something else? I can't remember what game he's playing, whatever they he's were, playing. He's just, 
they refer to it as his game. His game. Like, they're okay. like, oh, he's on his game. Yeah. Um, so he's got yeah. just got just got a fawning crowd as he's as he's uh, you know Billy Mitchelling it and um, uh, going for a high score. And then he's got like, but like that looks cool. But then they have this whole scene, this this like lengthy dialogue exposition scene uh, in his office upstairs, and just like. Like the light from the marquee outside, like raking through the bu- the blinds onto their faces. It's just yeah. like it, the, like this looks fucking great. This is just an an uh, an awesomely shot movie. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I guess I, I I get your critique, Heather. I just like for you know for a ninety minute movie that you just can kind of just sort of let wash over you. I I I I, I probably just forgive it a little too much. Uh, Matt, had you what, what's your what's your Tron experience and 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 where were you in in terms of Tron watchings? Uh, well, okay, so I was um, I was only made aware of Tron from Kingdom Hearts. I didn't really know about it, and I was remember <laughs> playing Kingdom Hearts two, and then that's when my mom told me her Tron story. She's like, "Oh, I know Tron," and I was like, "I thought they made this up." Like I was like, "I didn't know that this was true." Um, <laughs> like I was like, I was very unaware of it because like culturally, it wasn't like it wasn't like E. T. I'd probably seen E. T. like twenty times by the sure. time Kingdom Hearts two had come out, uh, but it, it didn't have the ta- the same tale. Um, so I learned about it from there. I remember wa- renting it and watching it and being like, this movie's fucking weird. This is like a weird movie. Uh, but thinking it was interesting. I, I, I remember always thinking that it sort of looked like a very ambitious play. Like, like just the way, like, <laughs> like the way that it shot it seemed like sort of like filmed play to me for some reason. Sure. Um, but when Tron Legacy came out, um, I guess I was already, I was already out of high school and I was already like, I was like in. I was like, I'm going to go fucking see this movie. I can't fucking wait to see this thing. Uh, yes. And I remember seeing it at um, the Long Beach Town Center, Nick. Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, there they had the fake IMAX. They had IMAX, sc- IMAX screens, but they're not the true IMAX dimension. Limax, I've yeah. heard it called. Yeah, Limax Indeed. screens. Yeah. Uh, and But I saw it in there. And before that, they were playing. They weren't doing your normal pre-theater stuff. They were playing the Tron Legacy soundtrack on the speakers, and my brothers and I were fucking hyped. We were <laughs> also the only three people in this movie theater. We were like, it was not. It was like probably opening Friday, like early during the day or something. And we when we went, because um, uh, I used to like to get in there and get out, uh, see a movie early, and then have the whole rest of my day. Um, but I remember, I remember really liking the movie, and I, I was showing. Uh, uh, you guys, yesterday in our group t- text, I have, I still have this Blu-ray set that had or the uh, original Tron film and Tron Legacy uh, in a special edition uh, disc, like in in yes. their in the Tron disc. Uh, mm. And the annoying thing about this DVD case, though, is that uh, they're all stacked on top of each other inside of it, uh, which doesn't feel um, correct. Uh, storage no. wise, um, but uh, no problems with the discs. Uh, I really like it. I, lo- I I watched both of them again for this, uh, and uh, I, I I loved both. I I, I think I, they're just cool. I don't know. There's like we keep saying there's nothing like it. There really is. Like I don't yeah. know. It's hard to I it, to me. It's hard to beat the aesthetics of either movie. Like they're both very interesting looking. Um, you know. Uh, I think maybe we were a little early on Garrett Headland. I think uh, I think he's good in like other things I've seen him in. Uh, I don't think this is like his best performance, but he's like a charming lead in in the second one. Um, I don't know if he's Jeff Bridges' son. You can't be more charming than Jeff Bridges. Uh, it, it seems impossible. Hmm. 
Well, yeah, that's a that's a big. I a mean, tall that's, order. that's a that's a big thing in in both movies. Is yeah. just like Jeff Bridges is just so fucking cool and yeah he's, he's hot he's as like... shit in the first one <laughs> he's so hot when he takes his yes. shirt off in the arcade like as basically a sort of you know threat display right yeah. like it's sort of right. showing up i it's so it's so it's because he's so casual like you say he's just a cool chill guy you just yeah. do not you know you do you're not, not even he's... really mad that he's like alphaing everybody you're sort exactly. of like yeah, it's like it's right. fine so he's, like, like. he's cool uh i did want to point out um this prop from the first movie, um, I'm obsessed with the helicopter. Oh, yeah. From the first scene. Like, the chopper's fucking rad. I'm like, how it's the fuck cool. did they do this? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's like this, this, uh, this all black chopper that's just got neon highlights. Yeah, it's uh, Kind so of like cool. tracing uh, its wireframe. And it's it's such an awesome image in the movie. I've never once those, cared about a helicopter. Real, yeah, what, one of those real world things that also looks great in this in this film. And, yeah, and, hey, it's on. I, we should we should have mentioned earlier. It's on Disney Plus. Like both these movies are on mm-hmm. Disney Plus. Which yeah, you, which you probably have, so you can just watch them there if you haven't seen them uh, or haven't watched them in a while. Yeah, I I, I, uh, I we should mention also that 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 uh, that Joseph Kaczynski directed Tron Legacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very well-known director, uh, uh, directed the movie everyone's been talking about this summer, of course, means Spiderhead. Um, and <laughs> Not a bad movie. Not a bad movie. <laughs> okay, I'm I was okay it. on Spiderhead. I, I didn't yeah. mind Spiderhead. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, Top Gun Maverick, of course. Another another 80s franchise that a legacy did the sequel, second yeah. entry of. And yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's uh and also this is another video game connection. Uh Kaczynski's first big thing was the Gears of War Mad World trailer. I don't know you get you guys remember this? This mm. was from uh Matt, do we have this clip? Yeah, let's play a little bit of this. Look, this was in heavy rotation in the mid two thousands. Oh yeah. yeah, this is familiar. I feel like I should be reading tweets. <laughs> We're, we're watching footage of Gears of War. Yeah. To the I, remember, song. So, thank, I remember the commercial. One, right? Yeah. Like the first one. Yeah. yeah. I remember seeing this and being like, I kind of want to play this. Uh, and, and never it's a cool did. trailer. Yeah. Gears is a good game. I've only yeah. played um, Gears 5, which I, I loved. I can't believe they're up to five. <laughs> anyway, this is a, it's, it's a, I mean, it makes sense that they kind of, tapped Kaczynski to make the Tron movie, I guess, the the new Tron, because like I guess this one this was uh you know, they 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 motion captured actors, but then they just used the actual Gears of War engine for all those images. Wow. Which is kind of a, a cool way to produce it. Um yeah, I I don't know. I I I, I uh, other thoughts on on the original Tron? I I mean like I, like the yeah go on Heather. I have two thoughts. One is one of the grossest lines I've ever heard said to a woman was in Tron, which was uh, Alan and, and Flynn are are sort of talking about Laura. They 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 kind of talk to her like she's she's not there or a real person, like she's yeah. like a fucking mannequin sure. or something. But like Alan says to Laura regard like the way he drops that Flynn and her had a previous relationship is he says Flynn had access to you too 
<laughs> which is just Jesus. fucking gross as shit. Uh, that is gnarly. Programmers, yeah, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One track minds. Uh, the other thing is, this movie made me realize that I feel like all movies in the 80s had a moment where somebody was on a ledge and had to get to another part of the ledge over an incredible matte painting. Like, I feel like Blade Runner has that moment. Tron has that moment. Like, there's so many, like, The Goonies, which was later, but, like, there's all these movies where you're, like, on on a ledge looking down. They do a forced perspective shot, and then somebody has painted the longest drop ever. I love that. I would like to make a supercut of ledges with matte paintings. <laughs> um, that's, I think, um, all the things I had. Oh, and that uh, that movie looks like a Yanni album. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that the that, you know, like this, this movie, the first movie is is very much about just like, uh, you know, authorship and mm-hmm. uh, IP ownership like that's like a huge part like the the villain of this movie is is a guy who stole uh you know Flynn's concept stole his code and uh, pro- and passed it off as his own and the second movie is like weirdly like kind of a movie about like it's it's almost like an open source advocacy like it's like it's like almost like a free software foundation sort of bit of propaganda, which is kind of like I don't know. I guess it's just surprising to see from a from a Disney franchise. Uh, but the but the you know they're both like seem to be kind of uh, kind of plugged into tech issues at least from the the people creating them. Um, and uh, I, I I mean there are like. I guess I guess my big thing with this movie is just like I've never quite understood why the characters in the virtual world, uh, the counterparts of the real people, like why they're like kind of different entities. Like I don't mm-hmm. I still don't quite understand why why Alan has a Alan's uh, avatar is Tron himself. Like why why did Alan become Tron and why did Jeff Bridges become Clue? And uh, Laura, be- I, I don't remember who what Laura's character is, but they all have like different names and kind of different personalities. And I feel like that's not quite like okay. a, 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 no. explained, but maybe maybe David knows. No, 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 no. Your note is correct, as are all of Heather's notes. None of this makes sense. I watched it with my wife today. <laughs> She's seen it. She's seen like Tron over my shoulder before because I watched Tron like once a year, probably. And she was like, wait, so did he turn into Tron? And I was like, no, that's just Tron. He looks like Alan. But he's just Tron and he's a separate character, but he looks like his programmer, uh, but he's got his own personality. She's like, what's his personality? I'm like, I don't know. He's like a security program. He doesn't have a personality. (laughs) (laughs) Because this is the thing. It's like, yes, they have separate entities that just look like they're programmers and they, you know, so but they're distinct. But then, of course, the screenplay of Tron is nonsense. So the, the, the characters are not actually particularly distinct. They all just sort of want to achieve their goals, right? Like, I don't know how (laughs) else you would describe, but like what I love about Tron is just this like bizarre eighties religious parable of all these people who are like, well, I believe in God. My God is my creator and we all have our own gods. Like, you know, that's how they talk about their users. Right. Is like, and like, I love that. I think that was what my paper was about. It's like this whole eighties concept of like religion becoming a completely personalized. Like that was my big thesis, Mm. I think, Mm. because you know, the big line right at the start is the guy's like, if I don't have a user, then who wrote me? Uh, that's what's because they're, uh, they're fighting a battle against the master computer who wants to be 
the one controller of everything, right? Like that's what he's doing. I guess he's taking everything over. Um, everything about what I'm saying is interesting. None of it translates dramatically in a way yeah. that makes sense on a blockbuster level. Sure. Uh, and none of the questions you're asking are answered, Nick. Like why these guys, re- you know, like, you know, none of like, none of that really. It, so like, that's why you can't like throw Tron on at a party and be like, guys, watch this movie. You're going to love it. Like that would be lunacy. No one would be, you know, but you can maybe throw it on just for the vibes, just for the visuals, just for the sort of like weirdness of it. Yeah. But like, it's never going to be a movie that I'm going to toss to people and be like, here's Tron. You know, it's, you know, like, like a midnight run or something where I'm like, you know, you're going to love sure. it. It's got movie stars. It's got a fun plot. You know, they all end up at the, you know, other end yeah. of the journey. It's all great. The end of Tron is like this epileptic seizure. And then everyone's like, good job, guys. And, and you know, I feel like most people are watching out of the theater being like, what happened? I don't even yeah. know what they, you know, what they did. <laughs> um, it's just that some crazy guy called Steven Lisberger heard of video games, which were at that point, what, like five years old, you know, basically. <laughs> yes. And was like, well, what if a person went in a video game and it was daring and weird enough for Disney to give him $10 million and make this, you know, inside outsider art. Like that's how I think of Tron. It's like this corporate product where Disney was like, we're going to make a fortune. The kids are all buying video games. This thing is going to you know, be a hit. And then they just put it out without thinking about, you know, making it vaguely sensical. And right. so instead you just have this weird uh, object that, that uh, then someone tried to sequelize. And like legacy is a little more straightforward plot wise. Like it has a little more like of a character arc going on, but it's Mm -hmm. also fairly inscrutable. I would say the lore of it. There's still stuff that doesn't make any sense. Like Olivia Wilde's character is, is Mm. like, you know, and she's just a part of the, she's like a product of the virtual world. But then at the end, she like, she's an isomorphic algorithm. That's the language. She's an isomorphic algorithm. Um, but then she just like becomes a person at the end and is like, wait, uh-huh. wait, what? What? <laughs> all right, they're riding a motorcycle. Isn't the take? She, it's like she just spontaneously appeared, man. And then Jeff Bridges is like, it's bio digital jazz. Yeah. And you're yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> sure, <laughs> bio digital right, jazz is good. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, the, the light cycles, uh, which we haven't commented on, but I do think the light cycles just are one of just one of the raddest looking things. And I, I, yes. I, I, I they are a thing that I like more in the original than in the sequel, because just like the way that they turn at hard right angles um, and uh, mm-hmm. and are basically just you know, butted up against each other at, uh, on those 2D planes is I, I just think so fucking dazzling. Mary walked in while I was watching the light cycle sequence and said, is this a movie about snake? which which will happen one day someone's gonna pitch that and get a green light right hey we all had nokia phones guys remember uh there was a line in the first one uh like in the first like 10 minutes of the movie that really struck with uh, stuck with me uh and it's this computers and programs will start thinking and people will stop this, mm, one of the programmers, it. one of the old man programmers said that. And I was like, wow, you texted yeah. that to us. And I, before I rewatched this movie and I expected it to be text on screen before the movie began. And oh, then it no. was just sort of like <laughs> tossed no. off by like an old man who's like, 
programs are gonna start and then people stop. Yeah, this like, old man who it works in computers and is skeptical of computers. That's <laughs> and, yes. and then he, is he the one who is then in Tron World? He's got like a big like sort of microphone on his head and he's yeah, he's got at a, a big hat. desk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. yeah. That guy rules. Yeah, he's just another good. another scene where he's just like, well, I don't know about that. And like, no one is just like, why do you look like this? What is this? Like, explain yourself. Uh, which they shouldn't. No, nothing should be explained. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I had a blast. I had a blast watching these. And um, I did, did, did agree they're they're far from perfect, but they're what? very, very, very cool. They're Before beautiful. Talking, they're beautiful. They're very special. Yeah. And like legacy, obviously what's beautiful about it is partly the Daft Punk score and the sort oh, of general mood of it so cool. and all that. But like my thing about legacy is it's like, it's a legacy sequel. That's like really into a piece of intellectual property that you might consider fringe. And like now that feels like everything that's being thrown at us, right? Like so much of what Hollywood's doing is just scooping up stuff from the 80s that they're like, I don't know, people like this at one point. Like, can we do something with this? But then it's also got, you know, it's mostly shot on green screens, right? It doesn't really have sets. It has uh, de-aging facial. It's like the first example of like yes. facial de-aging. It doesn't work, right? but it's the beginning of that. And like now that's everywhere and is becoming just kind of like unnoticed, like all the weird little facial smoothing that everyone's doing. And like, so I feel like it just has so many of the building blocks of what is now just like a Disney film, like a Disney blockbuster that gets proffered up to us every year. But at the time, it was weird. Tron Legacy. It's a good point. And I also say that the de-aging, like it doesn't look great, but for me, the uncanny valley aspect of it works for this because it's like, well, he's, he's, uh, he's clue. He's the, you know, he's the, uh, virtual version and then also just like it being a little unsettling that it doesn't quite look perfect kind of you know kind of works in that world at least they they really do try not to show his face much in the real world when they're showing like yeah like they really try to do over the shoulder for all that um because they think because they know the effect just isn't quite there uh david we have a uh ripoff of a uh, blank checks box office game which we do periodically on the show our game sales figure segment uh pixel chart Hell yeah. Um, so I thought we'd do that. We do that today. Uh, so Tron was released in 1982. As we talked about, the home console market was in its infancy. Biggest arcade game of the year was Pac-Man. We talked about that with uh, with Maddie Myers in a previous episode. Uh, so, you know, the yeah, video games were just kind of coming uh, coming into their own uh, or just coming into fruition, really, uh, back in uh, back when this movie comes out. Uh, really, really a novelty. But by the tr- by the time Tron Legacy is released in 2010, firmly entrenched in our pop culture. So my question to the panel, the five best-selling games of 2010 here in the U.S., mm. in these United States. Wow. Uh, for, for a little bit of, 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 of time context, we're approaching the end of the seventh console generation, which was PS3, Xbox 360, and Wii. Uh, also, the, the, the PS Vita and the, the Nintendo 3DS were still a year away, so the tail end of the DS and the PSP era. So top top five best-selling games. And I'll say franchises. Franchises are a big part of this. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have a I have a guess. Go for it, Matt. Bioshock. Bioshock not on the list. Wow. Oh. Not not in the top ten. Oof. 
Mm, Bioshock Oof. was earlier than 2010. Uh, I guess you're right, earlier. huh? Uh, it was Bioshock. 2007. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, because I that I bought that right when I moved to New York. Yeah, I remember. What about right. Bioshock Pokemon, 2? Way off. Pokemon Black and White. <laughs> Bioshock 2, also not on there. Uh, there's not a Pokemon game on this list. Holy shit. Because hmm. we're talking any console, anything, right? Yeah, anything. PC is included. And these are these are combined uh, combined sales figures. So something's multi-platform. Oh, that, all those platforms that probably are, helps. are piled in there. Should have said that earlier. Because uh, then, yeah, something cross. Uh, uh, how about Assassin's Creed uh, Two? I'm trying to think of which uh, Assassin's one Creed. It was. I'll give it. I'll give it to you. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood is number uh, nine on wow. the list. Okay. Okay. Um, what about God of War Three? There's not a God of War on this list. Hmm. Let me give you. Let me give you a hint. Uh, you guys might want to think from your own, your own first person perspective. Oh, it's Call of Duty! Call of Duty! Oh, it's Call of Duty! Call of Duty! Ding, 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 ding! There are two Call of Duty games on this. Two. Uh, do, two. Anyone, anyone, anyone want to guess the subtitles? Yeah. Modern Warfare. Uh, call, call Modern of Duty, Warfare Two. Uh, Fallen okay. Soldiers. Call of Duty. American Heroes. Call of Duty. <laughs> Hell yeah! God, call American Heroes. Call of Duty. American Heroes. That would be the best-selling game of all time. <laughs> Patriots flag. Uh, <laughs> is there a Black Ops in there? Yeah, Black, Ops, Black yeah, Ops. Black Ops okay. number one. Black oh Ops number God. one. Is that even good? That one? I mean, I, I'm whatever. not a Call of Duty guy. I don't play those games, but um, I think I think the Black Ops was well received. So we have Call of Duty Black Ops number one. We yes. have where is um, Modern Warfare two? Modern Warfare 2 is number 8 and Assassin's Creed Brotherhood are is uh number 9. Okay. Yeah. Is is there a Halo? What about a Halo? There is a, there there is Bungie's final Halo game Halo Reach for the Xbox 360 mm. oh, number 3. I love Halo okay. Reach. Um yeah. that's a great one. Um oh, franchises. Man, 2010 was such a I didn't play games for 2010. It's a so weird it's era to think me. Because it was like, it really was kind of the, you're approaching the end, and right. it was kind of the, and that era, it's like, there's a few games that are, that are like, oh, they take the full advantage of, of the current hardware, but then there's also like a lot of their, their big guns, they're waiting for the next generation. Um, uh, a sports, uh, sports franchise, uh, you guys aren't getting, that's a, it's a big Madden? one, perennial. Yes, Madden NFL 11, number two. Right. Uh, uh, also in the top five, a uh, uh, there is a Nintendo game in here. Hmm. First party uh, Nintendo game for the Wii. Uh, is, the hmm. Wii. is it New Super Mario Brothers? It is New Super Mario Brothers wow. Wii. You are correct. There you go. Uh, and one more in the top five. Uh, the sequel is uh, one of the best selling games ever made. The sequel to the game that to, is... To this. To this. The sequel to oh, this game. Grand Theft Auto. Not Grand Theft Auto. Oh, but you're in the right. You're in the you're in the right ballpark. Oh man. Oh, um, Red Dead Redemption. It is Red Dead. Wow. Is that 2010? Yes. Yeah, yes. 2010. Yes. Yeah. Great. Yeah. That's the top five. Uh, rest of the top ten. Uh, you guys got uh, Call of Duty, uh, Modern Warfare Two, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Also, We Fit Plus still oh. hanging in there at number six. Wow. wow. Is that the game Just... that called? That was the game that called you fat, right? You would step on the board and it would <laughs> yeah. be like. Boo! <laughs> Yeah, uh, just one. dance two for Wii, uh, which I had mm. no idea was such a sensation. But I guess people were just looking for something to do with that. 
And then uh, NBA 2K11, another perennial entry, number 10. Wow. Right, right. There you go. Huh. Uh, that's Pixel Chart. That's this week's Get Played. You can follow us on social media at Get Played Pod. Our music and engineering by Devin Bryant. You can follow him on Twitter at BaffleGabs. And a reminder, this month's We Play, You Play, a.k.a. We Stray, You Stray, is live on Twitch this Wednesday, August 24th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and you can translate that to your current time zone. Check us out at twitch.tv slash getplayedpod. We also have a premium show, Get Animated. Heather, we're wrapping up Evangelion. Yeah, we're we're concluding the television series of Neon Genesis Evangelion, covering episodes 25 and 26. And then there's only the movie left, boys. Only wow. the movie. Wow. You can find that at patreon.com slash getplayed. Also Stitcher Premium. Uh, David Sims. Hmm. Check out Blank Check, an absolute weekly listen for me, an absolutely delightful oh, podcast. Get out of uh, here. It's so uh, a great, great show. And also uh, you can read your criticism at The Atlantic. Um, yep. uh, any, uh, tell us about anything you want to plug, David. That's it. I mean, I, I yeah, the you know fall movie season is coming, so I'll actually be inter- you know reviewing interesting movies at The Atlantic again. And uh, Blank check. We're deep in our Kubrick series, or we're we really just kicking it off. I guess we're deep in recording it. But uh, Stanley Kubrick, one hour March Madness bracket. So we're talking about the most famous filmmaker of all time on Blank Check. Wow. So I guess that's cool. Uh, um, it's, so listen it's to pretty that. Cool. Yeah, it, it's no Tron, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if you made Tron. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Thank you, David. Thank you so much. Are we done? We're done. Oh, but before oh. we go, uh, you no, did. You, you got yourself. played. You got played. Oh, you got played. <laughs> yeah, sorry, David. You did get played. Unfortunately, sorry, kind of played. a fuck you to our guests on the way out. Yeah, there. you got played. We have a guest. You sorry, got played. Buddy. Sorry about that. <laughs> yep, yep. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Very small screen. Very thick boy. <laughs> <laughs>